three famous guys going incognito on a mission to bring you the most compelling stories. Rags to riches, paranormal activity, comedy, drama, murder, sadness and trauma. It's all right here. This is Three Famous Guys, the podcast where no topic is off limits. And now your hosts, the international men of mystery, Gus, Jim, and Mark. All right, my name's Gus, and this is the Three Famous Guys. And uh, today with me, we have Jim. Mark's not here. Mark's, uh, like I said before, he's going to be busy a lot this summer. So Mark's probably not going to be with us a lot this summer, although we're going to try to uh, record some other nights and maybe get him a little bit. But uh, I got Jim with me. Uh, so it's uh, Three Famous Guys is Jim. And, and Nicole, by the way, isn't here either. She's not like a guy, but she's, uh, you know, uh, part of the Three Famous Guys, right, Jim? Right, right. How's so, it going? Good, good. How you doing up there in Dubuque? Doing pretty good. Good. The weather's been nice and cool. Yeah, cool. So I'm in. I'm near Dallas, Texas. Jim's up Dubuque, Iowa. Mark Green Bay, Wisconsin, and Nicole's actually in Dubuque, Iowa as well. So today we have kind of a special uh, guest. So I have uh, my wife Kim with us uh, today. Now Kim and I washed our Jeep here not too long ago, and uh, at the end of that experience, Kim made it clear she was never going to wash the Jeep with me again. So if that's any indication of how today might go, I, I'm not really sure. I hope not, but uh, sometimes either. Yeah, sometimes we can work good together, and sometimes uh, she has a problem remembering who the boss is and who the peanut is. So, <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, she's with me today. And the reason she's with me today is Kim is a 91 graduate of West Point. So our guest today that we're going to be uh, interviewing uh, is the wife of a, it, what year did he graduate? Same year? 2000. 2000. 2000. She's a 2000 mm -hmm. graduate of West Point. So so I've got my wife, who's a West Point grad, and, and we've got Angela, who is a spouse of a West Point grad. And so she has been married to him throughout his whole career, correct? That's right. Absolutely. So uh, we're going to get some different perspectives. Now me, I am a Navy man, as you can see by the shirt. So for those of you, for those of you on YouTube, go Navy beat Army. So yeah. uh, I am quite outnumbered. Kim has her Army shirt on and Angela has an Army shirt. Jim has an Army shirt. So I'm kind of outnumbered today. So yeah. So but before we get into this, we just want to let everyone know, go to threefamousguys.com. If you have a story to tell, we're all about stories. We believe everybody's story is valuable, has worth, and is there to help somebody else, maybe something in their lives. If you have a story to tell, we want want to hear it. Um, you know, we, we've interviewed some celebrities. We're not just about celebrities. We're about just everybody's stories. No stories insignificant. So go to our website, threefamousguys.com. Give us your information, maybe a little bit about yourself. We'll get back to you and, and maybe we can have you on the podcast. So, um, and also we want to talk a little bit about uh, Authentically American, which is another West Point graduate who's going to start doing... Uh, our, our, our merchandise. <laughs> Angela's, Angela's got a pit bull by her side who's uh, making some noise. So allergies. He's got allergies. Uh -huh. <laughs> <Poor guy. laughs> this is how we roll. We'll get into yeah. it. Sorry. Go ahead. Jim. No, no go that's ahead. okay. Authentically American. Authentically which, by the way, American. I have that sticker on my ski helmet. Authentically American. So. Right now, the Very shirt cool. the shirt Kim's wearing is uh, from them, and it's a sweat activated shirt. So it says "Go Army" on it, and then when it gets wet or you sweat then beat navy comes through so they've got a lot of different things but anyway they're going to be um uh we're they're gonna they're gonna set up like a store on our website you'll be and, and all of these clothes and they have everything it's not just military 
it's everything and they have cups hat uh, tumblers coats sweaters you name it they have it all so and it'll all be embossed with uh, three famous guys logo on it uh, we encourage you to go to our website and that's not set up yet but it should be here in about a week i think uh, anyway with that angela oakley uh you are uh at west point or right by west point correct yes i'm right in cornwall on the hudson i've learned the on the hudson part's important that's the more bougie version of cornwall <laughs> so yes we're just right north of the actual academy I met you during the air force army or should it, army air force tailgate party uh the game they had here in dallas this last season so uh as you were walking around you look like you carry yourself pretty well you look like you have kind of a pretty powerful personality i know uh when i talked about the podcast first thing you said to me was can i cuss <laughs> and i'm like okay no mom and dad if you're listening he's not telling the truth yeah. <laughs> Well, just so everyone knows, uh, three famous guys on this broadcast, we don't cuss, although our, our guests often do. So, um, But now when I get in the car and drive in Dallas traffic, trust me, I cuss. Um, so, yeah. But anyway, uh, so Angela, go ahead and tell us a little bit about uh, what you do uh, at West Point and for the graduates. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you, first of all, Gus and Jim and Kim for having me on. This is super exciting. And, uh, I, you know, I do have to comment, Gus, I think it's amazing. And I'm not shocked at all that a Navy guy has to bring all the Army people to the table to, to entertain everyone. So, you know, thank you for inviting me. Sure. Um, but Army spouse of 22 years now, and I've been, as they call a trailing spouse, followed my husband all over the place. And when we were stationed our last duty station before West Point, that was Italy. And uh, while we were in Italy, I we were kind of lonely, to be honest. We were a unique assignment away from everybody else in the Army, and we were on our own. We heard that we were coming back to West Point, and I wanted to get you know as deep into West Point as I possibly could. So I knew of the Association of Graduates. And so I applied for a job they had open and got it. Um, came, interviewed, learned all about what I would be doing because I had no idea what the job entailed. But the bottom line is now, six years later, I'm the assistant director of major and leadership gifts. And what that means is I um, solicit donations for the academy. And what a lot of people don't realize is they think, oh, West Point, you know, or Naval Academy or Air Force Academy, oh, the government pays for everything. Well, that's couldn't be further from the truth. As years go on, the government pays for less and less. So my job is vital to provide, you know, the sports, the clubs, the internships, semesters abroad to cadets. So without donor dollars, we can't provide those things. And and truly, it's been one of the most amazing things I've ever had the opportunity to do is fund these things for cadets and provide life-changing experiences. So I'm truly at my dream job that I never knew existed or never knew that I wanted. Cool. So uh, just out of curiosity, because I know you did a podcast, you sent me me the link to it and you sent me your bio but I, I kind of like doing uh, my podcast without knowing too much about somebody uh, okay. I like to know a little bit but I don't like to know much because um, I like to find things out you know along the way so your husband 2000 grad active duty retired what what's his status yes yeah, so he just retired last June um, and it's one of those classic stories where he retired on June 30th and then okay. he showed up July 1st in a suit and working on the GS side, which is the government side. So now he works directly for the superintendent's office, pretty much. So he's the liaison between the Association of Graduates, my company, and West Point. So it helps funnel the money, the donations to the academy properly, and also make sure all the academy events that involve old grads uh, happen and are administered properly. Um, and I kind of go back to the Jeep story about who's, you know, the boss and who's the peanut. We don't have that debate in our house. I think we always know. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Were you part of the big push the last couple of uh, days? 
the big uh, campaign? Oh, absolutely. The West Point Challenge. Yeah, yep. it's super fun. And I, I mean, for those of you that don't know, so what we did years ago is all the academies would compete. So for five days, it'd be West Point, Air Force, Navy, the Coast Guard, um, and Marine. Yeah, Merchant Marines would all compete to see who had the highest participation of alumni. That was super fun. That was great. I mean, it was just all hands on deck to use a Navy metaphor. Um, but this year, we had to do it just within West Point grads. And, you know, this is a group of friends here. So I can tell you the truth is that Air Force quit and didn't want to play anymore because they were getting spanked. Um, so it was a fun effort, Kim, but we, we missed beating Navy. So we're going to try really hard to bring it back to the old days and maybe compete against other academies. I, I'm assuming you go to most Army games. Yeah, in fact, I'm looking at the clock here. So the first pitch right here for the uh, Patriot League playoffs was at one o'clock today. So as soon as we're done here, I'm scooting to West Point to watch the men's baseball game. And then tonight is the men's lacrosse game. Right. So what, what's it like to uh, pretty much your whole entire adult life, for the most part, <laughs> has been all around, well, not just West Point, but, uh, you know, following around an Army officer. What was that Once like? Again, yeah, and something I never knew existed and I didn't know I wanted. And then I could not ever picture doing my life differently. And it hasn't always been wine and roses. You know, it, it's there's been some real bumps in the road, but it's been awesome. And now landing at West Point and being here, I guess, I wouldn't call it our forever home. I hate that term that military people use, but I think for our, you know, permanent home for right now, being here and supporting cadets, you know, our future leaders of America, there's nothing I'd rather do. And it's just, it's been a wild ride. And the best people in the world, I can't even describe to you the people we've met. So true story, at this exact moment, Tom, my husband, is driving to JFK Airport. And for those of you that live in the, this area, that's absolute hell. It's the worst airport to drive to. The traffic's horrendous. But he's driving there to pick up a friend of ours who went to VMI. But why is he flying in from Germany? He's flying in from Germany to pick up his great dame, who we've mm. been babysitting for 11 months because they got stationed in Germany, couldn't take him. And so that's the kind of friendships we've been able to build over the last 22 years is, is just you know, family members. They start as friends, but now they're they're just part of us. So those kind of experiences through this this army life has been absolutely priceless. And and now we get the chance to share those experiences with cadets and teach them what's ahead of them. And I hope they appreciate it and are ready because I would do it over again in a heartbeat. Oh, I'm sure that they do, Angela. I listened to your the podcast that you sent and the one the young lady who was interviewing you. Now, was she a cadet at the time she was interviewing you? Oh, this is right after she graduated. She was doing a graduate project. So okay. she asked to interview me. I mean, she just is, a, I mean, the way she carries herself is incredible. And just the impact we had on each other, you know, was, was priceless. Well, and if I remember from that podcast, you were originally going to, you thought along with Tom that you were going to be like five and fly. And here Absolutely. you are 20 years later. So, right. And for those of you who don't know, five and fly, when you go to an academy, especially West Point, you owe the government, the army, five years of service. And when I met my husband, you, you'll like this. I met him in New York City and I met him at the Grand Hyatt Hotel. We were at a conference and it was the Model United Nations Conference. And so when I met my husband, he was wearing this really goofy Dr. Evil uniform. And I walk up and I go, what? what is this? And I kind of put my hand up and down. I go, what are you wearing? And he's like, I'm a cadet. And I went, and I go, what does that mean? Like I was completely unimpressed, didn't get it. And I think that's what he liked about me. Cause I just, I wasn't going to fall at his feet and swoon. You know, like that's what the guys thought the girls did with the West pointers. Um, but then, you know, flash forward, I had a wonderful, you know, ambition and was going for my MBA and him and I decided, you know, the our West Point did all that they're going to do for us at that point. So we said, we'll do five years of service and then be done. And I mean, true story, Kim, when we ended 
ended up here at West Point in 2017. So 17 years later, we sat at our fire pit having a bourbon and, you know, a martini. And I looked at him and I go, wait a minute, when did we change our plan? When did we decide we're staying in? And it was comical, but, you know, the experiences we had and, and all the things the Army kept offering us, we couldn't give that up. Absolutely. So. The opportunities and, you know, you were having fun. Let's face it. Yeah. You're, you're 20 so years later looking not back. and fly, absolutely. So that's right. awesome. Well, I, I've actually met several uh, West Pointers that uh, from Kim's class, and uh, pretty much uh, 100% across the board absolutely hated it after they got out. I mean, um, yeah, they hated it. And some of them, I don't think, wanted to go back to the reunion right away because they just, you know, didn't, it, they just didn't like it. So, but it's unlike for people who don't know, going to a military academy, just, just to help people who might be listening to this that are unaware, only 2% of the population even qualifies for a military academy and even less than that actually get in. And um, so it's a big deal, but these people don't go to college for nine months and then go home for three months. They go for four solid years years there are no summer vacations um and it's it it can be brutal so and and you know it, so when i met kim uh you know i found out she was a, a west point grad and so um, and, and now kim is much more humble than me and she doesn't tell anybody she just talks about yeah college That's not hard you know <laughs> so uh but you know when i met kim she was vice president at a major uh, uh health system in green bay wisconsin she was a black belt in Taekwondo, and I still think I can take her, but, um, uh, and she's a West Point grad, and, you know, she, I mean, she has a, a boy who's a, a Navy officer, let's just uh, throw that out right now, he's a, a naval aviator, so he flies for the Navy, mm -hmm. has, but we, you know, have a daughter that uh, uh, is a lieutenant in the Army, deployed to Poland right now, so, so yeah, it's uh, two Navy, two Army in this house. But, so, uh, that's awesome. Angela, cool. you have a your son, I think, is going to be in this next class, right? Okay, but before yes. you answer that, do you see how she just totally changed the subject to take me off that? This, this is, is what she does. This is not about us. This is about you, and yeah. I want to learn more about you. All right, but this is what she does. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, but you know what? That's that's common. That's hum that's humility and the, the leaders that we have. So, I mean, a lot of the kids, young men, women, grads I come across from West Point, they would do the same thing. You know, sometimes they get downright uncomfortable talking about them and their successes and their clout, but that's our job is to brag about them. So yeah. she is, excuse me, a badass. Like I think yeah. Kim is amazing. And to and you both to raise those kind of children. That's to, to raise kids that want to serve in today's world, I think is is awesome. So kudos to you both. Yeah, well. Thank you, Angela. But more about your son and your daughter. <laughs> yeah, so let me just say my daughter first. Um, my daughter is remarkably intelligent. She was one of the top 10 ranked at her high school um, and just fearless. Like she is a huge Taylor Swift fan and I don't know where she gets it from, but she says what's on her mind and she stands by it. But she's a freshman at Indiana University. She just finished her freshman year. As a freshman, she was elected to Congress at this entire school. Wow. And at the end of the year, she was elected vice president of women in law and then vice president of women in government. Is she so following Tom's a, uh, field into legal? That's where yes. she's headed? And that's the crazy. So my husband, we didn't get there yet, but he's a retired JAG. So that's a, uh, basically, it doesn't mean like on the TV shows where he's flying planes and piloting boats. It means he's the lawyer that pisses everybody off in the Army and tells everybody no. Mm -hmm. But protects them. The protects Army. them, too. Uh, but that's what she's into. She's into law. And honestly, she's into Tom's specialty, which was laws of armed conflict. Oh, wow. So she reads those real thick, obnoxious books about, you know, laws of war. Now, just out of curiosity, do you feel that 
I mean, being an army brat is not easy, right? So did she go to a lot of schools and did that help to kind of develop that, if you will, confidence, obviously, that she must have? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. In fact, she, I'm very proud of her. She was a, one of the founders on a website called Bloom and it's for military teens and it's blog entries and like a support network and a media outlet for military teens. And so she was a contributing writer to that for many years before she kind of aged out. And so that's been her outlet. And now she's approached by other publications to kind of talk to military kids about her experience. And, and I mean, once again, it wasn't all great. Like some of the things she writes about are gut-wrenching and some of the experiences, and especially when you talk about the college process the last few years through COVID and military kids and how that affects them. And I'm really proud of her and her vulnerability for the, the things she's written and the way she is as a leader. Um, but she, you know, is just a huge fan of the military lifestyle. She was ROTC Sergeant Major, didn't decide to do ROTC or go to West Point, which is fine because I didn't see that as her journey, but she is definitely a huge supporter of, you know, everything that we do, you know, to serve the country. So we're, we're, we love her so much. She's so proud of her. And she challenges me though, by the way, you know, we, we are two peas in a pod and we kill each other on a daily basis, which is why I love her even more. Oh, I think that's fantastic, Angela. So yeah, thank, thank you, you for not only being a military spouse, which by the way, we just celebrated military spouse day, right? And this yes. is armed forces month where we celebrate the military. So thank you again right. for your service as a military spouse and then your family as well. Um, now your son, decided that he's going to go to the academy. And do you think that you had an influence on that too? Or I mean, our whole house is branded. Everything we do is branded. We live right here. I think that since he was born, that was always what he wanted to do. My husband and I felt strongly he should see other things. So we put a lot of things in his path. We visited a lot of colleges with him, explored, you know, talked about a lot of things, but he kept gravitating back to it. And I think we can talk maybe Kim a little bit about how difficult a process it is to get in the academies and, and Gus alluded to that. But TJ um, put his application in very early. You know, we kind of know that, you know, if you want to go to West Point, you have to show that you're interested. So he was one of the very first young men or women offered admission to West Point, And that was last fall. But he sat on it and he waited and he goes, I'm not sure what I want to do. He said, I want anonymity. I want to go somewhere new, make my own path. And so he had us sweating. And I'll be honest, he really had me stressed out about it. Only because I truly feel in my heart that's where he belonged. He's a very athletic, competitive, high energy kid. And he loves our country and wanted to be an Army officer. But we kept going through the steps. And he did not decide to accept that appointment until the end of February. And I mean, anyone else going through college with your kids, it is such a stressful, ugly process. It's not fun. It's not easy. Um, but we are so blessed and so happy now the way he went through it because I truly, truly know it's his decision and he did it on his terms and I'm proud of him. And someone else said to me, you know, other kids wouldn't have the chutzpah to wait, especially in this environment, living here around everyone from West Point, but he did. So we're proud of him. I'm excited to see what he goes through at the Academy. I think it's going to be a great journey. Well, we, we, we should just give this up for the kids then. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Thank you. You know, any mom can talk about her kids forever. So absolutely. So when does our day just out of curiosity? Our day is June 26th. And for those of you that don't know, our day is the day that you get dropped off at West Point as a cadet or you get to start your journey. And for us parents, you get to say the 90 second goodbye. And that's where they take you in this giant auditorium and they go, okay, you have 90 seconds to say goodbye. And so me, I'm going to ugly cry. Snot's going to run out my nose. I'm going to hug my little baby who's 6'3 and just a giant kid and I'm going to say goodbye then they take us out the back of the room and they walk them out the back door and start yelling at them so that is 
our day. And I'm, I'm very excited. Now, Kim was 17 when she got dropped off. So she, yeah. wasn't, she wasn't even old enough to, I don't know, could you even drink at 18 back then? No. Oh, you went to Canada. That's right. You crossed the border <laughs> so you could drink before. Yeah, right. TJ's the same way. And I'll tell you this. So we had to sign paperwork to let him go to West Point at 17. But that wasn't the part that got me. And the part that got me is when you fill out the paperwork for him to go, you have to fill out the SGLI paperwork. And that is the life insurance. And there's nothing more humbling than filling out your little boy's, you know, life insurance. The same thing that we dealt with soldiers. We were deployed. You know, if someone didn't come home, the family had to get that insurance. So, so far, that's been the gut check moment for me where I went, oh, my God, you know, things are real. Like, he's really going to the military. I have no doubts. I think he's going to a great place. And I know that how much, you know, the people in the academies love and nurture cadets and, you know, make men and women out of them. But I'm, I'm very, you know, excited for him. So when you were um, probably early on in your husband's career, did you follow him everywhere? Or were you guys, did you kind of stay back sometimes with the kids and, uh, you know, while he was deployed and, and gone? You know, that's a complicated answer. And each move would have a different yes, no answer. But I could say overarching, we followed him absolutely everywhere. Uh, one of the funnier stories is uh, when we first moved, our very first move together, I was doing pharmaceutical sales in Columbus, Ohio. He was finishing up his basic training at Fort Knox for Armor. And then he needed to move me to Colorado where he was eventually heading. And so he just laughed. He think back, we were 22 when we did this. He got me in a giant U-Haul with all of my things for an apartment, drove all the way from Ohio to, to Colorado, dropped me off at a hotel with this U-Haul and then said, all right, babe, love you. See you in a few months and took off. I had to find an apartment. I had to get rid of the U-Haul. And so then he joined me, you know, months later. But it was, you know, that was the start of an adventure. And I, like I said, every step was super fun. And we've been with them every other time and moved frogs and dogs and semi-trucks. And it's, it's been wild, but lots of fun. So hard times. There had to be some difficult times. Yeah. Like, like I mean, what what was that like, or what maybe uh, you don't have to talk about anything specific, but um, I mean, what was because it, it it can't be that easy following a career uh, military officer. I mean, you know what's funny is that wasn't the hard time for me. I think, um, and I'll get to that in a second. I think the following Tom around was the easy part because we decided very early in our relationship that when we got married, when we had kids, that my place was to be at home with the kids, and I wanted it that way. I loved my career. But my philosophy was if someone's going to screw my kids up, it's going to be me. And so I had a great pharmaceutical job that as soon as I got pregnant with our first kid, I stayed home. And so it made it really easy and really great to move around with him. And I was the glue that held our family together. You know, that doesn't mean I sat home and watched cartoons with the kids. I was super busy. I volunteered dozens of hours each week at Spouses Club doing fundraisers. Or when Tom was deployed multiple times, I was in charge of the family readiness groups, which were support groups for the families left at home. Um, so honestly, you know, it, it was a great uh, experience. And once again, that's the way I met a lot of other women um, and family members that, that were great. How my kids made friends too. Um, the hard times, the hard times came with, you know, deployments and losing friends and, you know, supporting others who lost friends. And that, that was the hard time and so sad, but honestly, it's made me, you know, really appreciate everything that we've had as a family and the, the friends and people that came in our lives and, and just every day is a blessing. Right. But one of the things I guess is, is kind of good about that is you meet a lot of people, then you have to leave them. And, but 
you know, as a military person, you meet so many people from all over the place. And one of the things I've noticed with Kim, and especially with West Point and probably all the academies, is the networking that they have. It's like pretty much from the time you graduate for life, you're part of each other's life. And I mean, it's, it's just amazes me. I mean, when Kim and I would go places in Green Bay, uh, there would be, you know, other people, classmates. She actually had classmates. She's got classmates here, obviously. And when they get together, it's like, uh, yeah, okay, that's all they talk about is West Point. And it forms very, very strong bonds. But right. Angela, one thing that I, so first of all, I loved how you described yourself, and this is the other podcast, of how you've reinvented yourself over and over again. <laughs> and then I love the fact that you actually have, correct me if I'm wrong, it's like a family mantra, right? Yes, yes, yes. I love it. So, I mean, kind of along the theme of moving and following Tom and always being with everyone, the kids got used to moving often. But what I found is every time we moved, I moved in drastic difference, like Virginia to Texas to Kansas to Colorado. Like it was, it was drastic changes. I just realized our family needed something to stick to. And marketing was kind of my background. And it did come out of a, a moment my daughter was cranky because my husband and I were extra, if you will, meaning we were over the top when it went to like bring your parents to school day. My husband and instead of like interviewing Genevieve or talking about her, he wrote a song to Taylor Swift lyrics about our daughter and then made her class sing it, right? So she was horrified, embarrassed, fourth or fifth grade. She came home and she was all mad at us, kind of telling us off. Once again, that, you know, thick-headed young woman I love. And I looked at her and totally off the cuff, I go, Genevieve, knock it off. I said, we are Oakleys. We are bigger, we are badder, and we are better. That is Oakley style. And my husband goes, oh my God, that's our family mantra. So Oakley style is bigger, badder, better. And so we are obnoxious enough to have t-shirts, mugs. It's in my kitchen, on the wall. Like that's just our family slogan. And as many times as we've moved around, um, it's what we always come back to. You know, so if I told my kids, like my daughter did something great at school or my son, I go, hey, that was super B3, B3, bigger, better, better. Okay. So I it's kind that. of been something we've always gravitated toward. And our, our family loves it. Like the kids, you know, they won't say they do, but maybe if my kid gets a first tattoo, maybe it'll be B3. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you, nice. do you share that with the cadets that you sponsor too? Because I think you said you've sponsored or you're currently sponsoring 32 cadets. Yes. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know, and you kind of talked about it, Gus, is they don't get to go home on the weekends. They don't get to go home for four day weekends all the time. And sometimes Saturday night sitting in the dorm or the barracks, as we call them, is, is lonely and boring and not very cozy. So yes, we sponsor 32 cadets at any one time. What that means is each year, they kind of like do it like Tinder. It's online dating. They give the cadets a chance to pick a family they think they would match well with. And if they don't pick one, they randomly assign. So every year we pick up new cadets and they become kind of our family. And what happens is they bring a friend. So the number creeps up every single year. But I keep a Google Doc of everyone we have. And so I invite them over here for Super Bowl, for Christmas dinner, for Easter, for just football, um, just to hang out and just to cuddle with the dogs or, you know, it, it's just the best thing in the world and it started out years ago we first got here but I'm like, man, this is a great gig because these guys are mentoring my kids. And it was true. You know, they became wonderful role models. And now, you know, they're my kids' age. So now when they're here, like, they're all just having a blast and hanging out and just, you know, it's just the most wonderful time. Tom and I are both only children. So having a house full uh, is great. And then, you know, the other part of it is, and I kind of always make the joke that I love cadets more than anything because they are polite. They are, you know, kind. They are trustworthy. They are honest. Their school's paid for and I just send them home. So like grandkids but way even better so they're just it's a great experience for all of us i love that and thank you for doing that because 
quite oh. frankly, I mean, being stuck in those barracks was awful, you know, so yeah. being able to get out there. And I love the fact that you can like so use the social media and the way to match and stuff like that. That was definitely not the case in my day. Um, we just got somebody and it was kind of sometimes awkward. But um, no, yeah. I love the fact that you're doing that. And you're teaching the cadets too. You're showing them that the army life can be a great lifestyle. Yeah. And it's really fun too, because it's not, once again, like we're real with them. Like when they come over the first time and I go, listen, if you don't like dogs, if you need a quiet house of boring people, you probably don't belong here. You know, but if you like dogs, chaos, football, competitive fun, you know, smart ass comments, you belong with us. And then my husband too, like it's his job for life is to, you know, hold, uphold duty on our country. And so if a cadet, you know, is out of line or he sees him doing the wrong thing, like he will pull him aside and say, Hey, this isn't the way we act. And, and I mean, I do have to say that we kind of have this whole other, it's a joke, but it's true. Like if you're an Oakley cadet, there's a different standard. Like we want you to be you know, above the fold and be an example. And we're so proud of the cadets we've had this last year. Um, one, our cadet was one of the honor captain, or he was the honor captain, which is in charge of the entire honor program. So we've been very proud of the cadets. We have several rangers now who are lieutenants. We have uh, two grand frogs, we call them. They were in company F4 and they had two babies. So those are tadpoles. So it's just been the coolest thing once again that we, we never knew we'd be blessed with. And we couldn't imagine our lives without all these. And then their families too. We've met all the cadets families and that's just so much fun. It's just really makes graduation so much more special each year. Got to ask Jim a question here. So Jim was Army. But he was enlisted. Mm -hmm. He was enlisted. So Jim, how do you feel during Army-Navy games? I mean, I don't really follow it too often, but um, go Army. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I, I was just curious because uh, once you're in an academy, then it, you, you become fanatic. So with yeah. with that said, Angela, because I know you guys are uh, Army uh, Black Knights fanatic. How did it feel to lose against the Navy for so many years in a row? You know, it's one of those things where you just know that taste of victory is going to be even sweeter. Yeah. And, you know, we went on so many other levels. I can't even tell you. So I realize that is the most important victory of the year is the Army-Navy football game. But there's so... I, I mean, we're even inventing new ways to beat Navy now. I don't know if you follow Jim. I'm sure you've seen the, the Army Navy game each year. There's new jerseys and uniforms and themes. It's just incredible how we can humiliate and embarrass Navy. Like we are, you know, picking armored units who have, you know, defended our country and they are picking NASA, which was born from the Army. So it's just you know, sometimes I feel like, you know, they're just the academy that we had to create to give a place for everyone else. So I'm just glad that right. we have West Point and all of our, our culture, culture of winning. Okay. Okay. Well. <laughs> I love how you <laughs> turn that around, Angela. Well done. That's no, right. Angela, do you, do you have a book planned? It sounds like uh, you got a lot of material for one. Oh, you think? I don't know. I don't, oh, yeah, I don't know absolutely. if I want to put it all <laughs> Housewives of West Point or? Oh, you know, Lord. Yeah, like I haven't even started. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, and it's fun. So I, I don't know if you mind me sharing this with you, but I kind of think of this every year around this time. It's Mother's Day um, yes. tomorrow, as you know, and I'm super excited. My family has a very wild celebration for me. And I'm, you know, hiking with dogs and margaritas at the taco place and they're cooking dinner. But one of my favorite things I always think back and, and Gus is kind of brings us back a little bit to the, the tougher times is a Father's Day story, if you will. Um, Tom was in the 30 CR, which was stationed out of Fort Carson, Colorado. And this would have been in 03. 
93, um, I was pregnant with my daughter and he got deployed. This is right when we first rolled into Iraq and we were starting OIF-1. And um, I was very pregnant and long story short, one of Tom's unit was um, was in a battle. There were badly injured soldiers. There were mm. a few that were killed in action. One of his friends got sent home and he ended up living with me. That's a whole nother podcast, uh, why that happened, but that's the whole family bond. Um, I went in for my sonogram and it was Mother's Day time where I was about to find out the gender of the baby. And I thought to myself, you know, this is really strange. It's our first child. Tom's not here. So I actually brought a card with me and it had a orangutan on the front for whatever reason. And on the inside, I'd written boy or girl. I had a pre-addressed and stamped and ready to go. And I gave it to the nurse and I and the doctor and I said, please don't tell me the gender. I said, but would you circle it on this card? And then we're going to mail it to my husband in Iraq because I could, this only way I could think of for him to be involved, you know, is to know the gender and I didn't. So the end of the story goes, they mailed it or we mailed it. He got the card. He found right before father's day and he found out the gender of the baby. And that was the one and only way I could figure out to kind of keep him involved in the process. So I always kind of think back to those times and how we, you know, found a way to make it special and to still, you know, be involved. I love that, Angela. That's the best gender reveal. That is yeah. fantastic. What a great story. Before they yeah. were like these big things. That's awesome. Oh, I have to say, I think they're obnoxious. I've been part of a few of them here at West Point, which are cute. But to me, it's like we're making everything into a big deal. It's just those small moments I think we have to get back to appreciating. So let me ask you this. What, uh, what do you have to say to military wives, maybe military husbands uh, who are dependent uh, of uh, West Point grads or any military? You know, it doesn't even have to be officers. So what do you have to say to those uh, spouses out there that, uh, um, you know, are following around a career or maybe just the first first time around uh, person. Thank you, Gus. So I would say, first of all, a sense of humor. I mean, just have a sense of humor about it. Make yourself a plan and then throw it out the window and come up with several other contingencies. Because like I said, if Tom and I went with our plan, we would be corporate I don't know. We, we probably would be in a whole different place and not love who we'd become. But um, I, I just think have a sense of humor. Try everything. You know, go to every event you're invited to. You know, don't turn down any sort of social opportunity. Get to know as many people as you can. And then you brought it up earlier, like the networking part. Um, that is, well, I asked my best friend, I go, what should I talk about this podcast? What are things that are interesting? Because Angela, you are like an Olympic class networker. And that's true. Like I love nothing more than putting people together. And all of my connections have been from army moves or new jobs. And, you know, Kim, you alluded to my whole reinventing myself every time we move with a new career. And that just, um, it opens so many doors. And so it's just really been an exciting journey. And, you know, the thing is too, and you have to also embrace the suck. I mean, that's one of the best phrases I've learned too, is, you know, even the bad times, something good's going to come of it. And I mean, we don't, people don't believe us. We did not love our time in Italy because we had a really unique experience, but we embraced the suck. We saw 15 countries. We tried every food that was in front of us. And it honestly made my kids more so than anybody else, much more well-rounded and experienced. So I, that's, that's pretty much it is just put yourself out there. Well, it's about the journey. It's not necessarily about the destination, but the journey. And, you know, one of the best laughs we've ha- ever had as a family was when Tyler, he's the uh, uh, Navy pilot right now. We went deep sea fishing on a vacation and um, we got sick as a dog. We didn't even get to fish. It was so bad, but it was, it was miserable, just flat out miserable. But it was the best laugh we ever had as a family, right? 
<laughs> it's it's just yeah it was a great time so it's about the journey the experience and not necessarily the destination so it's all the things along the way you got to make memories so Amen. so uh for the kids in high school right now who are trying to think what am i going to do for a future what do you have to say to them i mean i would say if you're not afraid of serving getting your boots dirty if you will and you haven't figured out what to do enlist give it a shot you can always go to an academy after that or i would just say um talk to everybody you know you know ask them what they do why they do it what they like about it and that's not even military like even just general careers just talk to the neighbor next door talk to the guy you know your friend's dad and, and just you know ask about all the experiences they've had in life and you know if, if you don't have a plan you know i would say don't go home play video games in the basement go get a job go do something you think is fun you know read something listen to a podcast and basically don't let grass grow beneath your feet i guess the bottom line um high school is really tough right now I, I look back and it's absolutely insane the things that we have to do to get our kids you know into colleges and get them into academies and just the, the pace they run at but i think whatever you do you know do it with your heart and just you know keep your eyes wide open to see what it is that makes you tick cool. don't always go after the money either i don't think that ever works so jim any last thoughts jim no i'm good thank you all right kim thank you so much angela it's been a pleasure seeing you again yeah and oh, you guys have been great come visit us come to you know come to my neighborhood anytime all right well hey don't hang up i'm going to play our outro and and say a few things but don't hang up until this is over because we're going to talk to you here uh, briefly okay yeah all right everyone. we appreciate your support all Thank right. You. Well, this is Gus, Jim, uh, Kim now, and Angela, Three Famous Guys uh, podcast, also going to be on YouTube. Uh, our YouTube channel is kind of new, so we've got a couple videos up there, and so we're kind of getting in the swing of things with the YouTube. And this will be on YouTube uh, as well coming up. Uh, it'll be on all the major platforms for podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, Apple, Google. Um, what am I missing? Any, it doesn't matter. Any podcast platform that you uh, use, um, my screen keeps going blank and I don't know why that is. But anyway, <laughs> any any uh, any podcast platform you use, we're on there, Three Famous Guys. Uh, please follow us in, on Facebook, or not Facebook, but on YouTube. Please go ahead and subscribe. Hit the little bell so you'll be notified every time uh, something else comes up. And we are going to have some uh, giveaways, and we do have a, uh, a giveaway coming December 1st of this year. So you'll want to definitely, you have to subscribe to get that. Uh, keywords. We talked about keywords the last time. A keyword is a word, and we're just going to say Angela this time. This is the keyword Ooh. Angela for this one. <laughs> So uh, if you listen to the podcast, you have to message us. You have to subscribe first. You have to message us with the keyword for this. And that puts you five more drawings into the drawing for the cash prize. Right, Jim? Yep. Well, anyway, with that, we hope you enjoyed this interview with Angela Oakley and uh, West Point. Please share it. And I'm guessing Angela will, too. And we just want to say thanks. This is Gus, Jim. Three Famous Guys, and we're out of here. Thanks for checking out Three Famous Guys. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode. For more information or to try and uncover more about your mystifying hosts, check them out online at www.3famousguys.com. That's www.3famousguys.com. We'll see you next time.